Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love, 99.5 FM, affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on A1 Radio and Dreams FM in Bogatanga. We are on Kekeli Radio in Ho. We are on Lolonyo FM in Hohoi, Dreams FM also in Bogatanga. And we are live on X-Spaces, Facebook, myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with the level indicator and where Drua Plus goes, water always flows in this edition. Silent the gun. Break the cycle of vengeance. Allow sound more conciliatory if um, we really can cease fire and allow processes that will ensure a lasting solution to this problem. This afternoon, the plea from the Peace Council for Boko uh, to embark on a ceasefire as renewed clashes claim seven lives. We have more as more stakeholders, including security consultant, advocate for depoliticization of the situation to ensure lasting peace. So we need we, we, we need to take the politics out of understanding what the problem is. Also in this package, Senior Staff Association of Public Universities in Ghana vow to continue with their strike until government, among others, addresses demands for better conditions of service and the release of their Tier 2 pension funds. How long, for how long are we going to wait? You work your heart out for the development of the nation. When it is time for you to go and rest, something small that will come into your pocket to cushion you, that one too, you have to be begging. And we'll get into your election headquarters. And that's made possible by Petro Saw, your clean fall in full quantity, no speeches, no camping, no campaigning, as the NPP sets out clear guidelines to govern the conduct of this weekend's parliamentary primaries in over 105 constituencies. Camping of delegates. No voter shall wear the color of any contestant at the voting center, be it T-shirt or posters of contestants. And ahead of the contest, we ask if it's job security or a genuine quest to serve the nation as some government appointees gear up to contest the election in some constituencies. I'm coming in because of what I think I can offer to the people. We are humbled to acknowledge that everything is up to God. We need a united front to break the age. And in sport, another make or break encounter for Ghana as the Black Stars face Mozambique in their last Group B match later today. We'll be live in Abidjan where Ghanaian fans are hopeful of a Black Star victory. Three goals to one or three nil. Yeah, Kudus will score and then Maji. So we are going to score them two one or two nil. Definitely Ghana is going to win two one. Here in Accra, especially at Nima, the birthplace of the team, Salisman Mohamed Kudus, Ghanaian fans are equally optimistic about a win. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. 
Thanks for your company. Let's start off from Boko in the wake of renewed clashes that tragically claimed the lives of seven persons in the area. The Peace Council is this afternoon issuing a ceasefire aiming to suppress the violence in the town. The council is mobilizing various stakeholders to foster dialogue between the feuding factions. Well, as Boko continues to grapple with the profound laws of lives, the military has also raised concerns about the changing dynamics of the conflict, denying its involvement in the killing of certain assailants. Ghana Armed Forces has issued a cautionary statement emphasizing the potential fatal consequences of direct engagement with its forces. Michael Ashali has more in this report. In the last quarter of 2023, Boko was relatively quiet and peaceful. But on the 12th of January 2024, all that changed. Over eight days, at least seven people were killed and at least five more people were injured. MC for the area, Amadou Hamza says the area is now unsafe. There is no safe zone in Boko. Even me as an MCE, where I reside, is a very dangerous area. On the 18th, three men were killed by the military. MP for the area alleged that the military killed them without provocation and justifiable cause. But you arrested them. They were talking with you. So on what basis did you decide to shoot them? But the military in a statement has denied the allegations. In a statement signed by the Director General of the Public Relations, Brigadier General Gimano Agrikwashi said their men were forced to neutralize four of three assailants who opened fire on their troops, conducting night patrols on foot. On Friday, some assailants opened fire on a bus carrying students of the Boko Presby Nursing Training College to Bogatanga, injuring many students on board. Students too, you don't even know where you are coming from. You are doing this to us. The military believes that the situation in the Boko area is fast deteriorating with the use of advanced weaponry, notably the presence of rocket-propelled grenades. Well, that's Michael Ashali's report. Now, suggesting an approach to end the crisis, security consultant Professor Kwisiening is urging stakeholders working to restore peace in Boko to ensure that the proposed solutions are free from any political interferences. He spoke on the AM show on the Joy News channel. This Boko crisis has been the extreme politicization of the resolution interventions. So if it's party A that is in power, their approach to resolving the conflict is different from party B. But the root of the conflict is the same. And they realized my argument earlier that when the root of a conflict becomes overlooked, it festers, becomes intractable, then others begin to exploit it for their pecuniary ends. That is what we are seeing in in um, so we need we 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 need to take the politics out of understanding what the problem is. We are not looking at this properly because it is easier for us to claim it is Kusasis and Mam, it is chieftaincy, it is the youth, blah 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 blah. Okay. This latest incident, I think one AK forty seven was retrieved. Where did they come from? Where are the leakages coming from? If we also take the last eighteen months. My argument still is that the unfortunate people caught between this violence is not because of extremists, but is because of criminal networks seeking to challenge, undermine, expand their territory. Okay, we can put all this into the mix and come up with some solutions. But this tunnel vision of ethnic conflict, of chieftaincy struggles about land, blah, 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 that won't take us anywhere. My assessment right now 
is that there are way too many stories and too many interest groups interpreting what has taken place for particular ends. So that's security consultant Professor Kwesi there. Meanwhile, the Peace Council is rallying stakeholders to foster dialogue between the feuding faction. They've called for a ceasefire to both sides. Sheikh Arimeyao Shaibu spoke on behalf of the Peace Council. I also belong to that, co that community, so these are my own people. Any person who is killed around us is my own kind, or my own brother who's, who, who's been killed. The chief imam also connects to very much with that com com community. And any person who is killed there is either a son or a grandson to the national chief imam. And I use the voice of the national chief imam to call on the people of, of Boko. You must consider, because they are largely Muslims, and I want to call them to look at the spirit of peace as established in the in the in in our own language. And uh, the greetings that we have that we call, we, we greet, Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. They should look at this and look at peace as part of the virtues and values of Islam. And one, silence the gun, break the cycle of vengeance, sound more conciliatory. Let's explore opportunity for negotiated peace and through, through, through dialogue so that as we do so, we'll be able to reach. But I want to call on all of them that we are from down here. We want to call on them that we join them in the pain that they are going through, but that let's also work together. Sheikh Armia Shaibo spoke on behalf of the Peace Council. Let me take you live to Boko now. My colleague, our correspondent, Albert Sori, joins us on the line. Albert, tell, tell us about the current situation in Boko. MFA, so over the last 24 hours, um, let me just say over the weekend, the significant, um, there's been a significant number of um, security personnel and so they've increased the number uh, in terms of surveillance. So we have uh, more troops who are doing foot patrols. Others are doing uh, vehicular patrols. As we speak, um, camp seems to have returned because over the last 24 hours, we have not experienced any uh, shootings. Um, but you get the sense that the people, especially those who are in the community where the soldiers killed the three uh, men, are still angry about it and a lot of them still insist that they were not engaging the soldiers and they are just innocent civilians who were shot well that's uh, my colleague albert sorry with the very latest from the area well the issue about the use of sophisticated weapons in the area has become an issue of concern the national commission on small arms and light weapons believes the only way they can retrieve these arms from boko is for peace to prevail jb asante is the director in charge of policy planning monitoring and evaluation now as we speak if the, the weapons that they have is so dear to them that no amount of cash you offer to them will, will make them willing to bring the weapons either they are bringing the weapons for cash that can buy a more sophisticated weapon so they'll be in a better position to fight the their opponent better but if not uh, they will not bring it and as a strategy we even say that arms for cash is not something that uh, should be encouraged because usually before anybody will bring the weapon for cash it's either because you'll be able to buy a more sophisticated weapon or probably buy uh, two weapons you know if not and also not in a situation where there is conflict um, unless there is perfect peace there is so much trust in the system and they are so sure that um, they, they actually don't need the weapons anymore in that case, probably they will consider bringing the weapon um, for cash. But currently, as we speak and looking at the situation at Aboko, it is a very difficult strategy to adopt.
Now from Boko, let's head on to the labor front and the Senior Staff Association of Public Universities in Ghana is vowing to continue with the strike until government addresses, among others, demands for better conditions of service and also ensures the payment of their tier two pension funds to its fund managers. Speaking on the AM show with Benjamin Akapo, president of the association, Isaac Donko, apologized to students and the public who were affected by the withdrawal of their services, but said they will only return if government addresses their concerns. We 100% are aware of the impact that our action will bring to the university. Mind you, we are also parents. We take care of our children. Are we supposed to pay school fees? Supposed to pay accommodation? Student application now is another topic on its own. Your accommodation fee is even more than your school fees. You have to buy books, right. give the pocket money. So if you're a parent and you are handicapped, if you're a parent and you're on pension and you are expecting your pension lump sum to come and it is not forthcoming how do you even send your child to school if you're a parent and you've done overtime it has been paid and before you realize the money that has been paid and you've spent already is taken away from your salary as money that you own then what happens to you how, how, how happy will you be to go to work and work so the impact is there but the impact on us is even more than more severe than the impact that the institutions are going to well, we can hear from the vice chairperson and women's organizer of the Legon branch of the Senior Staff Association, Mary Aya. She says they support the decision by the National Association not to return to work until government heeds their demands. What is even heartbreaking is that here too, you see people have wet their hearts out. Monies have been deducted and the monies have not been sent to India. People have gone on retirement as we speak. Last year, people went on retirement they are not getting their lump sum. This year, people have gone in retirement. How long? For how long are we going to wait? You work your heart out for the development of the nation. When it is time for you to go and rest, something small that will come into your pocket to cushion you, that one you have to be begging. It's heartbreaking. Let's check on the impact of this particular action on some campuses here in Accra. My colleague Kenneth Jesse is reporting from the University of Ghana campus. Kenneth, tell us about the services affected by the strike. Right, uh, MFA. So, I mentioned that the university primary school is affected. Departments are also affected. Lecture rooms are closed. And then the security that are so There's some live action there on the University of Ghana campus, my colleague Kenneth JC. Let me take you to the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology and Emmanuel Bright Quick, who is on standby. Emmanuel, what's the situation on campus? All right, Emma Faso, um, when you come to the K University campus, um, specifically around the K University Basic School, um, school activities have been halted for now. Um, I managed to go to some of the classrooms where I only found the students um, sitting about. Um, you find some of them reading their textbooks or having their colleagues teach them. Um, in my engagement with the authorities over there, they tell me that until the government heeds um, their call, and they are not going back to the classroom, they are evening um, 
I am advising the parents over here that if today that is they're having a crunch in Accra, if nothing positive comes out of it, um, they have to ask their parents not to allow any of the students to come to school from tomorrow ongoing. They are also threatening that um, the university hospital, which is also um, having some of their workers or members in there, they are also going to ensure that by the close of week, um, they also withdraw their services. So it's going to impact both um, education and also um, at the health sector. Um, this is how um, the situation on campus, on the KNUC campus, is coming out. We are concerned, of course, we don't like striking. It's not some church to be striking always. But you have to understand that our demands are also very important. As we have to balance with and whatever we get from the way. And that is why we are right. Yes, we know that most of the teachers at the KNUC are currently we know the security persons are currently at home. We know the library staff are currently at home. We know that most of the department, the workers there who are senior staff are at work. What we are saying that the government should listen to us so that we back as soon as possible. Know that the government will listen to us. From the Labour Front, let's get into the election headquarters now. And your contestants or their representatives on the day of voting. There shall be no campaigning, canvassing for votes, or gathering of party members for the purpose whatsoever a day before voting. So all campaign activities will cease a day before the voting. No delegate shall be escorted to the voting screen except those with mobility issues and with the electoral commission consent. There shall be no campaign of delegates. There shall be no campaign of delegates. No voter shall wear the color of any contestant at the voting center, be it T-shirt, caps, or posters of contestants. And ahead of a polls on Saturday, some government officials are already jostling for parliamentary slots. But is it a case of job security or a genuine quest to serve the nation? Elton Broby of our political desk has more in the following report. The MPP will seek to break the eight electoral cycle with Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Bouamia in December in what is likely to be the most fiercely contested election in the country's political history due to several factors. For some, the uncertain outcome seems to be the driving force behind some appointees of government seeking to find shelter in parliament. The Tanan North constituency in the Hafo region has two heavyweights battling it out. Special Advisor to the Vice President, Dr. Gideon Wakom, is attempting to unseat the Water and Sanitation Minister, Frida Prempe. I'm not coming in because somebody has failed or otherwise. I'm coming in because of what I think I can offer to the people. In the Havana North constituency of the Ashanti region, the Director General of the National Disaster Management Organization, Eric Nana Ajiman Prempe, will seek to win the slot. A similar contest is expected in the Santiago Kim Central constituency, where the chief executive officer of the National Entrepreneurial and Innovative Program, Kofi Ofosun Ganza, is seeking to unseat the incumbent Kwame Ayimaduentri. The deputy chief executive officer of the Middle Belt Development Authority, Vincent Frimpo-Manum, is confident of victory in the Kwadaso constituency. We have shared our message. They have compared the two of us. Even though I'm not MP yet, They've seen all the things that I've been doing for the constituency. In the Greater Accra region, after two failed attempts, Chief Executive Officer of the Free Zones Board, Mike Okwe Jr., is hoping to be third time lucky in the Dome Kwabinya constituency. Well, I mean, we're very confident, but at the same time, we are humbled to acknowledge that 
everything is up to God. Now, meanwhile, the MPP has directed all party members to refrain from making any comment on raging issues between the political party and the Menshia Palace. We know there's been radio bantering in the Ashanti region over alleged derogatory comments on Menshia Palace made by the Ashanti regional MPP chairman, Bernard Intribuisiako. NPP General Secretary Justin Kodi has been addressing the issue at this press conference. And as a party, we hold extreme, undiluted, absolute respect for Santiman, particularly His Majesty our King and Nananum. So please, I will use this platform to caution the rank and file of our party to desist from making any commentary, any com any comments, or whether through the media, social media, platform, WhatsApp platforms, and whatever means of communication to desist for making any sensitive comments regarding Nananum and his particular His Majesty and the party. That's Justin Frimpongkodia, the General Secretary of the NPP, taking us out of the election headquarters made possible by Petrol Saw, your clean fall in full quantity. We have a quick break here on the Midday News, live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra, in Kumasi on Love, 99.5 FM, made possible by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, where Dura Plus goes, water flows, and Petrol Saw, your clean fall in full quantity. We return from the break. I take you to Abidjan, another make or break encounter for Ghana as the Black Stars face Mozambique in their last group B match later today. Certainly a win. And then much later, Electricity Company of Ghana outlines what it terms active plan to address all issues accounting for intermittent power supply across the country. When you are not sure there's a deficit, how can you give a timetable for something that doesn't exist? If we know that we are going to be short of a certain amount of kilowatts per hour and we know it's going to be for a particular period of time, then we can come out and give our customers a timetable. The Black Stars will face Mozambique in their last Group B match later today. My colleague Mubarak is here with us. They've been to Nima, uh, where you've been talking to fans about uh, Mohamed Kudus. We'll get to that shortly. Yes, right? sure. MFM. But let's go um, on Zoom and join my colleague um, Muftau Nabila, uh, joining us uh, all the way from Abidjan. Muftau, do we have the lineup for today? What's the situation in Abidjan? <laughs> Well, the lineup is not out yet, but what we do know is that there are positive signs in relation to the availability of Nigeria um, scenario for this side. Information I picked up from the team uh, they indicate that um, he's been assessed and he's available for selection. But if anyone has this year to make a work available in the lineup, um, but the team had their breakfast just in over three hours ago. And it was where uh, uh, unfortunately we have a terrible connection to Muftau Nabila there, uh, but later he will be joining us with all the updates on exactly. this. Mubarak? Yes, Semefa. And uh, here in Ghana, though, in the Greater Accra region, my colleague Kenneth Jesse, he visited Nima, the birthplace of Black Star's talisman, Mohamed Kudus. The fans there are quite confident tonight. We're in Nima, the birthplace of the poster boy of Black Stars, Mohamed Kudus, to ask football fans what do you think the chances of Black Stars are ahead of the game against Mozambique? Do you think the Black Stars can beat Mozambique tomorrow and qualify? If the coach did the right by putting in the right players at the right positions. Because uh, Nike Williams used to we used to watch him at Atletico Bilbao. He used to strike from the wings. And now we are seeing a different things altogether. And doing the right thing, we are going to beat Mozambique. Um, the next game we will win. 
no matter what, Ghana is qualifying by the grace of God. I right. think we are qualified. By less grace, Ghana also win by two goals to nil. We are winning by two goals to nil. Okay. We are going to win two nil. We are going to win two nil. And Kudus, Mohamed Kudus is going to score, inshallah, by the grace of God. Kudus, sir. Yes. Yep, MFA. And mm -hmm. uh, with just one point from a possible six, the team is currently not part of the four third best teams in the tournament. So which means a victory is the only outcome that will help the Black Stars stand a chance of reaching the last 16. <laughs> now, Ghana's 1978 AFCON winner, Willy Kluche, has this message for the squad. Leaving a mark in the game is very, very important. And I believe that that is what they're supposed to do in the coming matches. They should leave a legacy. So that one day when they stop playing, they can refer to them based on uh, the performance they put up in a particular game or in a particular tournament. So right now, the best thing for them to do is to talk to themselves, minus the coaches and the technical team or the management of the team. The playing bodies themselves, the captain have to organize that meeting and talk to them. Yeah, well, Pamela, so uh, what's your prediction? I'm really interested in that. It's 2 1. It's 2 1. Definitely two one. And okay. many are wondering why I'm asking about lineup at this point. Yeah, I, I, can't <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you, Mubarak. And we are looking forward to the Black Stars win later. Now, the Electricity Company of Ghana says it is actively addressing all issues accounting for intermittent power supply across the country. Ghanaians in recent times have called for the publication of a new load shedding timetable to enable consumers of power to properly plan for the continued power um, supply. We can hear from external relations officer with ECG Leila Abubakar. Yeah, some of the generators had their plants go off because they were maintaining them and then obviously there was issues internally with regards to payment to some of the generators and so there were unforeseen events that led to power outages. However all these issues have been resolved to the barest minimum that we can and we are still negotiating with some of these power generators to maintain that um, seamless power supply that we've been enjoying for the past week now. You, you, are, you were also instructive in that statement, uh, pointing out that um, we're not back to the dark days of doom. So Ghanaians have been asking for a load shedding timetable. Yeah. Why not give that to them instead of saying we're not, there's no doom? Sir? Yes, I've heard this a lot of times, but when someone says give them a load shedding timetable, then it means that we are sure that there's definitely a deficit. Well, they are sure that they've not started implementing the 15% VAT on power consumed by consumers above lifeline levels. So the value-added tax announcement that came uh, into effect in January has appalled a lot of our customers. The truth of the matter is that we haven't started implementing it, even though that letter says that it should have been activated in January. The reason being we still have to understand how to implement this tax. So we are having uh, active conversations with the Ministry of Finance, with the Ghana Revenue Authority, and with other stakeholders who have also brought their concerns forward. So for now, there's no value-added tax as announced included in residential tariff or residential customers buying electricity. For now, it's still the old status quo. Well, Leila Abubakar is in charge of external relations. So with the ECG interacted with my colleague, Blessed Soga. Max and Jackie are in the studios on a Monday when the Black Stars are going to beat Mozambique. What are people talking about on social media? Well, a lot. Many of them are optimistic that we're going to qualify to the next round of the competition. Um, some are also uh, pessimistic, especially with what? We experienced with Egypt. Yeah. yeah. 
So people have been sharing their predictions on social media with mm. regards to um, today's match. Yeah. And also, we have um, some of the musicians to uh, arriving in, um, in Cote d'Ivoire. Okay. Yeah. So we have um, Kim Promise is also there. And over the weekend, um, I know he is not a Ghanaian, but uh, we had um, Bernard Boy too over there supporting okay. Nigerians too. So a lot of people yeah. are tripping in there. And talk about Benaboy, he's trending on Twitter, right? Yeah. He's trending on Grammy. Twitter because yeah, he's performing. <laughs> yeah. 